Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A Nintendo hacker who got caught last year gets linked to another Switch hack. For January 5th, 2024, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in just about five minutes. Coming up, a 13-year-old has become the first human being to beat an almost 35-year-old video game. Star Citizen continues to feed their whales, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. The former website administrator for the hacking group Team Executor, Gary Bowser, is in the news again this week. To refresh your memory, Gary Bowser was arrested in connection with selling modded Nintendo Switch hardware and software. Bowser unfortunately had the book thrown at him, facing a year in jail and paying Nintendo to the tune of $10 million. Bowser was released last April and told the press that he'd be paying 20 to 30% of his income to Nintendo for the rest of his life. While Bowser is in the news again for potentially being involved in another hack-selling website, YouTuber Modern Vintage Gamer has accused Bowser of being involved with the MIG Switch Device website. The MIG Switch Device is a game cartridge that has an SD card slot on it, not dissimilar to a micro SD card converter. This device allows people to front-load Switch ROMs without having to hack or bypass the Switch's firmware. Gary Bowser's alleged involvement with the MIG Switch device seems to be based on domain name system records. These DNS records show multiple times where Gary Bowser's personal website is tied to the MIG Switch website, which could be evidence that Bowser is continuing his previous efforts before he was arrested. However, Bowser has come out to deny involvement with the MIG Switch, claiming on social media and on Discord that he was a victim of a DNS poisoning attack and that he's being targeted by, quote, bad actors who are seeking some sort of ransom. Overall, that's all we have on this developing story so far. However, I don't really believe it's enough to actually accuse Bowser of returning to his hacking career. 
Over the last decade, the competitive Tetris scene has been heating up. The original final level in Tetris was thought to be level 29 when the speed of the Tetrominos start falling too quickly to accurately place. However, Tetris professional Cheese developed a technique called rolling, which allows players to button mash to get up to 30 more button presses a second if done correctly. Rolling allowed professionals to overcome the level 29 speed difficulty and push the limit of what humans can actually achieve with the original Tetris. Well, one 13-year-old Tetris player who goes by Blue Scuddy has become the first human being to technically beat Tetris. Starting at level 155, there are several glitches that can trigger the Tetris kill screen. However, if you avoid these glitches, someone could theoretically take Tetris to level 255. Blue Scuddy missed the first opportunity at level 155 to hit the glitch, but on level 157, he was able to become the first human being to beat Tetris. Congratulations to Blue Scuddy, who showed commendable skill and dedication to achieve this feat. And I hope this kid continues to test the limits of what humans can do with the 34-year-old Tetris. Star Citizen, the 12-year-old crowdfunding experiment that's amassed $644 million, has released a new bundle called the Legatus 2953 package. It contains every ship ever made by Cloud Imperium Games, which is now up to 175 different ships. You also get the, quote, noble title of Legatus Navio, whatever that means. Now, in a reasonable world, something like this would just be a couple of hundred dollars, but we're talking about Cloud Imperium games. So, the Legatus 2953 package will run you a hot $48,000. However, you can't even access the page to buy these overpriced pixels unless you've already spent $1,000 on Star Citizen first. Spending that initial $1,000 gets you access to the Chairman's Club meaning you have to prove that you're a whale before you can even make the objectively wrong decision to drop $48,000 on digital spaceships. Alright, it's Friday, and here on Let's Play, this is normally where we would check out a podcast review. But you know what? We don't have a new one. And you know what? Fair enough. We've been on kind of an unpredictable schedule for a couple of weeks since the holidays rolled around. And so, you know what? That's fair. I will give you that one. But... I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your review of the show. So feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcast Attic, CastBox Podchaser, or even Amazon.com and let us know what you think of the show. We'll read it here on Fridays. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Back in September, an 18-year-old Arian Kurtage was arrested in connection with the GTA 6 leaks that exposed gameplay footage to the entirety of the internet. British authorities further revealed that Kurtage was responsible for several cybercrimes, including the hacking of Uber and NVIDIA. This resulted in over $10 million in damages to both companies. While being held for those crimes and during the court proceedings, it was revealed that Kurtage hacked into Rockstar Systems using hotel Wi-Fi and an Amazon Fire Stick. To me, this is the most remarkable part of the story, not just because Cortage was clever enough to be able to hack into Rockstar using so little, but listen, I own Fire Sticks. They're not exactly the swiftest hardware on the planet. It was also revealed that Cortage was unfit to stand trial due to his acute autism. However, the jury trial would proceed to determine if Cortage was responsible for the cybercrimes, but were not allowed to determine criminal intent. Now, this brings us to last week when the jury found that Cortage was responsible, and due to his behavior while in custody combined with his lack of remorse, Kurtage was sentenced to life in a high-security mental facility. Overall, while it's quite impressive that an 18-year-old kid was able to hack a multi-billion dollar game developer with just an Amazon Fire Stick, I find it incredibly unsettling that someone can essentially be incarcerated for life for hacking, even if they have no remorse. Ask yourself, does that punishment actually fit the crime? Sony Interactive Entertainment was fined $15 million on Tuesday by French antitrust regulations due to Sony implementing an anti-counterfeiting measure into the PlayStation 4's system updates. After a system update, all unlicensed PS4 controllers were disconnected from their respective consoles. While French regulators don't dispute how Sony combats actual counterfeiting, French regulators have found that Sony was using this as a smokescreen to pick and choose authorized third party controller manufacturers. This is further compounded by Sony's opaque licensing policy for third-party peripherals for their consoles. Due to the nature of opaque licensing policies, the actual hoops third-party manufacturers have to jump through are not clear, meaning Sony was using the opaque nature of this policy to pick and choose who was an authorized third-party manufacturer and who was not, which is literally market manipulation and could have caused the foreclosure of Sony's direct competition in the controller market. This is a pretty big deal and good on the French government for holding Sony to account for their monopolistic practices. However, I don't think the fine is nearly large enough to really prevent Sony from implementing these policies and practices again. $15 million is a slap on the wrist for a company that generated $85 billion in revenue and $5.6 billion in profits last year. 
After 95 years, on January 1st, 2024, Disney lost its copyright on the first Mickey Mouse cartoon, Steamboat Willie, which was made in 1928. This is pretty significant because Disney in particular has been lobbying the U.S. government for the better part of 50 years, securing the votes necessary to extend copyright protections from its 1909 standards in 1976 and raising copyright protection from 56 years to the author's life plus 50 years. And for commercial works like Steamboat Willie, copyright protections were raised to 75 years. However, Disney won yet another congressional vote to extend copyright protections for commercial works to 95 years in 1998. It's been 95 years since Steamboat Willie was made, and there was speculation if Congress or Disney would make another attempt to extend copyright protections. And luckily, they didn't. But now what does this mean for the first iteration of Mickey Mouse? It means people can now use the first publication of Mickey Mouse however they want. However, it doesn't mean you can take the 1940s iteration of Mickey or the current Disney trademarks and use them however you want. That being said, though, the film and gaming communities have already released their first stabs at the Steamboat Willie Mickey. Within 10 hours of the copyright lapsing, Nightmare Forge Games announced Infestation 88 with a description that reads, quote, a co-op horror game in which you're an exterminator treating sinister infestations caused by twisted versions of classic characters and urban legends. Now, honestly, Infestation 88 looks to be a pretty hastily put-together game to capitalize on the copyright expiration. But a couple of hours after this reveal, an independent film director, Jamie Bailey, released his trailer for Mickey's Mousetrap, which looks like a typical campy horror film, just with the twist that the dude that's killing people is wearing a Mickey Mouse head instead of, like, a hockey mask or something. Are these two different iterations of classic Mickey Mouse any good? Personally, no, but that's not the point. People can take this character and iterate on it without fear of legal repercussions from the House of Mouse. Following Twitch's update regarding sexually suggestive content and the subsequent retraction last month, a new streaming meta appeared called the Black Bar Meta. The so-called Black Bar Meta was a small loophole to imply nudity within the old sexually suggestive content policy. Essentially, streamers would wear minimal clothing and put up sensor bars around their naughty bits. This obviously took off with the largest streamers on the platform and led to the front page of Twitch being filled with people who, at a glance, appeared to be naked on stream. However, Twitch doesn't seem to like being portrayed as a site filled with naked people and yesterday clarified what they call their attire policy. Twitch's updated policy reads, quote, Twitch does not permit streamers to be fully or partially nude, including exposing genitals or buttocks, nor does Twitch permit streamers to imply or suggest that they are fully or partially nude, including but not limited to covering breasts or genitals with objects or sensor bars. Twitch further specifies for those who present as women that you must make it clear that you are indeed wearing clothing. At the end of the day, this sudden policy change follows the same cycle as the last. Streamers push the limits of a new policy to find the acceptable and, more importantly, the profitable line. Then reactionaries, morally grandstand, get on their high horse and screech about what about the children. And finally, Twitch either reverts the change or adds specifics to the existing policy to try and quiet the reactionaries. However, this cycle can only go on so far without Twitch making a final decision 
decision on if they are going to continue to cater to children on the platform or finally bite the bullet and branch off into adult-oriented content that's pretty heavily moderated. Either way, though, Twitch cannot continue to be in this constant state of limbo regarding sexually suggestive content on the platform. All right, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Blue Sky at Lloyd FFXI. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.